There are plenty of great reasons why you might want to increase your prices, and I'm guessing that you've already thought of a few of them, which is why you clicked on today's episode. However, I'm equally confident that you have at least a few concerns about the process. So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the secret for confidently increasing your prices so that you can tackle this beast of a project once and for all and start earning more in your business. First, we're going to talk about some of those great reasons why you might want to increase your prices and also get clear on what might be holding you back. Then I'm going to share with you a few case studies of different companies and service providers and why they chose to raise their prices or not. And then finally, I'll be sharing with you the secret for confidently increasing your prices and talk with you about how to execute this secret in your business so that you can, in fact, confidently increase your prices and start earning more while working less. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. So let's start out by talking about what might be obvious, why you want to increase your prices. Now, again, this might be obvious. Of course, you want to increase your prices so that you can make more money, but here's the thing. You only want to increase your prices if it's not going to detract from your sales. Because of course, if you make significantly fewer sales when you raise your prices, then you won't end up making more money. And you also might have some fears or some doubts about how raising your prices will affect other aspects of your business. We'll get into that more later, but for now, I just want to point out the obvious is you want to increase your prices so you can make more money. You also might want to increase your prices so that you can work less but earn more. Because here's the thing. See, even if raising your prices does somewhat decrease the number of sales you make, you could overall end up making more money and serving fewer clients or having to do less customer support. And that could mean you get to work less but earn more. And then one final reason that you might want to increase your prices is to increase the perceived value of your products. Basically, you can position your brand as a more premium brand, which can help to grow your brand. It can potentially help to grow your audience. It can increase the demand for your products. And there are many other benefits as well. Okay, so those are a few of the reasons why you might want to increase your prices, but as I mentioned, there are some reasons why you don't just go ahead and raise them right now. Firstly, you might fear that you will lose sales. Why is that? Why do you think that you might have fewer sales if you raise your prices? Well, one reason is you might think that your products aren't actually good enough to command those higher prices. And so people won't want to pay those prices since your products aren't worth those prices. But then another reason that's rather different is that maybe you think that your customers don't want to spend that much money on the outcome you're providing or that your customers simply don't have that much money to spend. 
In thinking about those questions, it's important to think about, does that apply to all of your audience or only a segment of it? For example, perhaps there's a segment of your target market that doesn't want to or can't afford to pay more, but that might not apply to all of your target market. In that case, raising your prices might somewhat cut down on the number of sales you make, but a large segment of your audience might still be happy to purchase your products. On the other hand, if you happen to be in the situation where you think that none of your current target market would be interested in your products or able to purchase your products at higher prices, then you might consider targeting a different group of people who is interested in spending more on this type of product. And as you consider these things, you have to also consider your personal values and your business's values and your business's mission. What audience does your business exist to serve? Why do you run your business? What is your mission? What is your goal for your business? Those are questions that, of course, only you can answer, but it's important to think about those things because it can very much affect your decision about whether or not to increase your prices and how much to increase them if you do decide to increase them. Let me give you a few different case studies or examples of different brands and why they chose to increase their prices or not, especially focused on these companies' missions. So the first case study I have to share with you is something that's very close to this show, and that is Startup Society, our membership program for online entrepreneurs. So I thought that this was a good example to give because it's an example where we have intentionally chosen to not raise the price for the most part. And of course, this is also an example that I know a whole lot about. So the whole idea behind Startup Society is that we're serving people who are just getting started, people who need to learn the basics of how to build an online business. And part of the mission or the purpose behind the company is this idea that marketing education, business education, shouldn't have to cost thousands of dollars, that you shouldn't have to sell off a body part to be able to afford to learn the things that you need to learn to build your company. And so we set our price quite low, especially compared to our competitors, to be able to serve this mission. Now, despite that, there are still reasons why we might want to and sometimes do raise our prices. One reason is to increase the perceived value, which can actually increase the number of people who join. So you might think that lower prices always equal more sales, but in fact, quite the opposite can be true. When you increase the price, you are increasing how valuable you are saying that product is. And that can affect how valuable other people perceive it to be. And if other people see your product to be more valuable, then other people will want it more. And that can actually cause you to make more sales, not less. Another important reason why we might want to increase the prices would be to increase the commitment from our customers. See, when we spend very little money on something, we have a very low personal investment in it, a very low level of commitment. And that can make it really difficult for us to be able to motivate ourselves to put in the time and the effort that is required to get results out of a product that we purchase. So as much as we want to keep Startup Society's prices low to keep it accessible, we struggle with the fact that if we increased the price, we would have more commitment from the students in the program and we would be able to see even better results than we currently see. So as you can see, there's this give and this take, this balance that we have to find given our mission and our purpose for the company, given the benefits of raising prices and the benefits of keeping them low. 
My next example is a program that in many ways is fairly similar to Startup Society. It's run by my friend Tara McMullen, and the program is called What Works. Now, What Works serves a fairly different audience from Startup Society's audience. They serve people who've been in business for a few years and are making a living with their businesses already. And their mission is to help business owners build stronger businesses. Now, as I just talked about a minute ago with Startup Society, we can have higher levels of commitment and get better results for our customers if we have higher prices. And that is a reason why What Works might want to raise their prices since they really are working on getting these business owners to take their businesses to new heights. Higher prices would also serve what works because they would be able to better target their target customer. Their target customer is someone who has been in business for a while and who is making a living from their business. And so if they were to offer their product at a very low price, they might attract people who aren't really the best fit for their program. With their different mission and different purpose, there are few, if any, reasons for them to keep their prices low, aside from the potential for making more sales at lower prices. However, as I discussed before, higher prices can actually make it easier to make more sales. It's more about how you sell than the specific price that you're using when you sell. My third and final example is that of a graphic designer. Now, this example, unlike the others, is somewhat hypothetical, although I work with several graphic designers, but it's only hypothetical in the sense that I'm not singling out a specific real-world graphic designer. But this could apply to any of the designers who I work with. So first of all, who is the graphic designer's target audience? Well, for the types of designers I'm thinking of, they're serving small businesses. It doesn't really matter to them exactly where the small business owner is personally, or even where the business is in its growth, it just needs to be at a stage that's generating enough money to pay for a graphic designer, and perhaps not too large of a business where they need a full graphic design team. The mission of this hypothetical graphic designer might be to supply small businesses with high quality graphics and to support the graphic designer in a sustainable, enjoyable way. So, in accordance with that mission, they wouldn't want their prices to be too low because if their prices are too low, then they would have to do too much work in order to be able to support themselves and they would probably wind up being burned out. But on the other hand, they don't want to charge too much, of course, because then they could be cutting out a significant portion of their target market and that could make it difficult again for them to support themselves. Some of the reasons why they might consider raising prices would include, first of all, that idea of work less, earn more. If they raise their prices, they can work with fewer clients and yet potentially earn the same amount or even more. Raising their prices could also allow them to work with more premium clientele. Now, what exactly that means might be up for debate, but the general idea is that people who are willing to pay more for a service or a product often are easier customers. Maybe they more know what they want. They might be a faster decision maker, just as one example. And so they could be an easier type of customer to work with. Of course, the graphic designer might also have some reasons to keep the prices low. For example, they might want to keep services affordable for a greater number of customers. But the thing with this is you have to ask why. 
there are a few different reasons why they might do this. First of all, they might be doing it essentially out of fear or a scarcity mindset where they feel like if they raise their prices, there won't be enough people out there who are willing or able to afford their services. On the other hand, they might want to keep their prices low just to keep their services accessible to people who haven't built their businesses up to a very large size yet. And they might be doing this just out of the kindness of their heart and not because they are afraid that there won't be enough work for them. So again, depending on motivation, that could be a great reason or a not so great reason. Okay, let me take just a minute to tell you about something that has changed my life. YouTube. Seriously. Now, I'm sure you're probably aware that YouTubers can earn money, but you might not realize how much. It's not just pocket change. You can make a full-time living as a video creator. Make good money making fun videos? I know, sounds too good to be true. But four years ago, I started my own channel. And in less than six months, my husband and I quit our day jobs, sold our house, traveled to Europe for two months, and then came back and bought a new house. And that was all financed by, you guessed it, my YouTube channel. I know this sounds crazy, but I also know I'm not the only one. There are literally millions of people supporting themselves from YouTube. And they do it by making videos about every topic you could possibly think of. Cooking, cleaning, art, makeup, career advice, real estate, cats, books, and even just reacting to other YouTube videos. If you want to learn more about how this works and how you can get a piece of the action, then check out my free on-demand workshop called Three Secrets to Reach 1,000 Subscribers and Get Your Channel Monetized in Just Three Months. Because that's the truth. If you know how the platform works, you don't have to wait years for your channel to grow. You can start getting views from day one, be making money in as little as three months, and be on your way to making a living as a creator before you know it. Sign up now for this free on-demand YouTube training by heading to gillianperkins.com slash YouTube training. Again, that's gillianperkins.com slash YouTube training. And of course, you can find that link in the show notes as well. I can't wait to teach you how to start your own successful YouTube channel and start earning a living as a creator. And so finally, we come to it, the secret for confidently increasing our prices. As I mentioned earlier, we're afraid to raise our prices because we think that our products aren't worth higher prices or that our products or services aren't good enough for the customers who are willing to pay the higher prices. We might think our products are pretty good, but we don't think they're worth the higher prices. That's a reason why we might not be willing or comfortable raising the prices. Or possibly we think they are worth the higher prices, but that there aren't customers out there who will understand that or who will feel the same way that we do. The solution to this problem, the secret to confidently increasing your prices, is to improve your products or services so that they are worth higher prices. Now, yes, this is obvious. You might think that's not a secret. That's clearly what you should do if you want to charge higher prices. Great. I hear you, but at the same time, if it's so obvious, 
why don't you just do it? Why haven't you already done it and reaped the benefits? I mean, you're listening to this episode right now, probably because you would like to raise your prices. You would like to earn more with the products that you're selling and you want to know how to do that. So I know that this might be a little bit of tough love, but if this secret at all, if it is a secret, if you want to call it that, if it feels at all obvious, why haven't you done it? Well, no shame on you. And I definitely don't mean to single you up because here's the thing. We pretty much all feel this way. Yes, it might be obvious, but we don't do it because it's not the answer we want to hear. It's not the answer we want to hear because in order to do it, we have to put out work. It takes effort. If improving our products was easy, then we would already have done it. And so often, we feel like our products are already as good as we can make them. We've already given it our all. We've already done our best. And our best is apparently just not worth quite as much money as we would like it to be. But here's the thing. You are not a static character. You are a dynamic character. You can grow and evolve. You can acquire new skills and acquire new knowledge and learn new things. And so I know that even if right now you don't have the skill, you don't have the know-how, you aren't quite sure what you need to do to improve your product, I know that you can learn that and you can improve your product. And through doing that, you will be able to confidently increase your prices. If you want to be able to confidently increase your prices, then this really is your best option. And even though it requires effort, that is okay. It might be a challenge, but it is a challenge that you can figure out how to solve. Solving this challenge starts with clarity. Before you have to put out the effort of doing anything to the product or even acquiring new skills, you have to decide what you would need to do to make your product better. So here are a few questions you can ask yourself to figure that out. And don't worry about how you'll do these things just yet. Just dream big, think outside the box, and try to come up with the best answers to these questions. First, and this might hurt a little bit, but in what ways are your competitors' products better than yours? Okay, I know, like I said, that might sting a little bit because I just said your competitors' products are better than yours. But here's the thing. Even if you have pretty good products, and even if maybe they're better than your competitors' products, chances are there are at least some ways in which your competitors' products are better than yours. So do a little bit of soul searching, be brutally honest with yourself, and be specific. Write down some specific ways in which your competitors' products are better than yours. Reasons why their customers like their products better than your customers like yours. Reasons why people choose your competitors' products over choosing yours. And write them down. And then my second big question for you is, how could you get your customers better results? or maybe get them equally good results in a way that's easier for them. So think about what your customers want and how you're delivering it to them right now. What could you do that would deliver them results that are twice as good or maybe even 10 times as good? Or how could you deliver them the same results, but do so in a way that is much easier for them, that requires much less effort from them or much less time so that the process is smooth and easy and enjoyable for them? If you put some real thought into each of these questions and you write down your answers and you're specific with your answers, I'm confident you'll be able to come up with quite a few different ways. Maybe some of them will be a little bit crazy, but different ways in which you can improve your products. 
So as you look at this list, I want you to think about which of these changes would have the biggest impact on your product. Which of them would make your customers love your product the most? Which of them would increase the value of your product to your customers the most? That is the first piece of clarity. After that, you can start thinking about how you can make this happen and is it realistic? And make sure you push the boundaries on realistic a little bit. And always remember to come back to the question, what is your first step? Whenever you're facing a project that is a little bit too big for comfort, maybe it requires skills you don't have, maybe you're not sure if you're smart enough, maybe it feels like it will take too long, come back to what is your first step. So to wrap this all up, I'll remind you one more time, the secret to confidently increasing your prices is to improve your products or your services so that they are worth higher prices. This will give you confidence to increase your prices and avoid these potential problems or challenges you could run into if you increase your prices higher than your products are actually worth. I hope that you guys enjoyed this and found it helpful. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode and I'll be back again next week, same time, same place. So I'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more. And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave Work Less, Earn More a review to give it a boost and help even more people find it. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action. Take action.